the Titans uh, looked like a different team last Sunday with Will Levis at quarterback. Out to the KDUS hotline we go for the latest on the Titans. We're now joined in the sports zone by David Beauclair, I believe. And, David, good to have you on the show. And uh, let's start uh, with short week and on the road for a Thursday night game. NFL teams deal with these Thursday night games differently. How did the Titans deal with practice this week? You know they uh, they they've, they've been pretty good on these uh, in these situations under Mike Vrabel, and they do uh, they do very little at uh, at full speed or in pads. They keep it to walkthroughs. They do uh, they do a lot of meetings. Uh, you know, I think I think Vrabel is still very much shaped by his playing career and and tries to uh, tries to take care of the the players as best he can and and is constantly sort of aware of or thinking of hey you know do these guys need rest how much rest do they need and and on a, on a week like this he uh he, he trusts he trusts the work they've done through training camp and the and the first six or seven games of the season much more so than the work they would do this week all right that sounds right um it sounds fair sounds like a good idea <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're probably happy the trade deadline has passed. <laughs> so let, let's start yeah, with Derrick Henry. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's interesting. When they, when they traded Kevin Byard eight days before the trade deadline, you yeah. figured, okay, at, at two and four and last place in the division and, and looking, looking uncompetitive at times, like this is the start of a fire sale. And then, uh, and, and then they, they stood pat. You, you wonder how much of that was shaped by uh, – shaped by the fact that they did play well on Sunday and that the future does look a lot clearer all of a sudden based on one good performance by Will Levis or you know but they but they're still woefully short in draft capital for the next couple of years they've got uh, they, they've gotten virtually nothing out of their 2020 and 2021 draft classes which yeah. you know those are guys who should be in the primes of their career right now and and they're and, and could be going to free agency so you're not going to be getting anything in the way of uh, compensatory picks by by those guys leaving or anything like that so there there's still sort of a murky future i do think they missed I think they missed an opportunity to to you know sort of set themselves up better for the future because they did have some assets you could say you know could be moved and and could have brought something of of reasonable value at this time of year. Okay, so let's get into that. Uh, should the the Titans? Do you think they should have traded Derrick Henry? And excuse me, <clears throat> Derrick Henry. And uh, were you surprised that he wasn't traded? I, I was surprised he, he wasn't <laughs> traded just because. They they have gotten quite a bit this year out of uh, a rookie running back out of the third round, Tajay Spears, yeah. and uh, you know it's it's sort of like you can see the future at that position. And and even though yes, you like Derrick Henry, and, and Derrick Henry's still a big part of this offense, you know he's the kind of player if you if you look at a, a Baltimore or a Buffalo or or maybe a Pittsburgh, like you could you could see teams that could look at Derrick Henry and say he'd be of real value to us where, you know, we'll give up something meaningful to get him. But, but I, you know, I wonder about, about that again, going back to the way Levis played on Sunday, so much of the way opponents deal with the Titans is you, you know, the first thing you try to stop is Derrick Henry. And the second thing you try to stop is Derrick Henry. And the third thing you try to stop is Derrick Henry. <laughs> you know, they're, they're dealing with, they're dealing with eight and nine guys in the box down near the line of scrimmage all the time. And, uh, you know, if, if Levis showed nothing else on Sunday, it's that, 
he can complete deep balls. He can make teams pay for stacking the line of scrimmage. And, and I, I feel like this is, uh, you know, in Mike Rabel's mind, he, he's like, this is what I want my offense to be. This is, this is exactly how I want it to look. And uh, so it, it almost makes me feel like now that, uh, you know, because Derrick Henry is in, in a contract year, and, and even at, at his age and, and all the mileage he has on him, I, I feel like he might get another like two-year deal from the Titans and, and stick around a while longer now. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, should they have traded him, or were you surprised that he wasn't traded? You know, I, I they shouldn't have traded him because he's the only thing they have going at wide receiver right now. You know, they do have a first-round pick from 2022 in, in Traylon Burks, but uh, mm-hmm. but he, he seems to be battling injuries all the time, hasn't, hasn't made the kind of impact they wanted yet. Beyond uh, beyond him, there's you know it, it's kind of a bunch of good pros, a, a veteran like Chris Moore, a relatively young guy, and Nick Westbrook Aquina. They got another 22 draft pick in, in Kyle Phillips, who they they think could be should be the prototypical slot receiver, but he can't stay healthy. And uh, uh, so you know if if you uh, if, if you traded Hopkins, then you who is who is on who is signed for another year past this one. Then I think mm-hmm. you, you know you're you're kind of looking at you're you're back to square one with this offense again, or at least back to where you were when you traded away AJ Brown, and that you have nothing to threaten defenses down the field. And like I said earlier, I think that's you know that's exactly what they need because of the way teams deal with Derrick Henry. Yeah, when Hopkins was here, it was almost breaking news when he actually did practice <laughs> during the season. Uh, so I'm curious, do, have the Titans got what they expected out of Hopkins when they signed him? Well, I, yeah, I, I think so. It, it, it I think it, it, a little more in, in some ways. He's been a really good presence in the locker room. He's a guy who uh, he, he's a guy who deals. I, I, I'm surprised how well he's dealt with the media in terms of like he'll 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 step up and honestly speak about situations and tamp down controversies and say hey you need to not be on this guy so hard because or or you know i get what you're saying why you're you guys think this is terrible and yeah but here's why it's going to get better and it, it reminds me of uh, actually when demarco murray was here he, you know he was not mm. he, he not not a guy that you would say was talkative but but a guy who had been around and sort of understood the league and, and how it worked and, and was was you know really an an important voice in the locker room and, and Hopkins has been that now he you know he he didn't practice this week he even like walked through stuff they they listed him as limited and and it, it seems like every week he's on the injury report with something else and is you know misses a day or is is limited for two days or whatever but but then he's getting out there and and playing and and he's easily the most productive receiver that that this team has had you know outside of AJ Brown in in quite a long time so. Uh, uh, you know, on pace for a thousand yards, kind of doing all the things that that DeAndre Hopkins typically has done at at, at his stops, and and he uh, he he had an immediate connection Sunday with Will Levis, obviously too, which uh, which I, I think yep. is is odd. You know, you don't you don't see that a lot of times when the when the backup quarterback comes in. You know that he that he deals well with the with the number one wide receiver because they're you know presumably they haven't practiced a lot together but uh but they you know they had a better connection than ryan Tannehill and hopkins have had all season 
David Beauclair, Curly in the sports zone. Okay, on to Will Levis. We finally get to Will Levis here, at least I do. Uh, so flavor of the week, uh, flavor of the rest of the season, or flavor of many years to come? It, it's, it's a really good question. He's certainly flavor of years to come because, uh, you know, anytime you can have a, a quarterback on a rookie contract, uh, you know, I think that gives you the best chance to, to win in this league. So they'll have him under contract for three more years. Ryan Tannehill's contract is up this year. You know, Tannehill has had a ridiculously large cap number the last two seasons, uh, particularly in light of the production that he's had. Uh, you know, he's, he's clearly in decline at this point and now seems to get injured when that wasn't an issue his first couple years with the Titans. But the But the big question is, you know, is it for the rest of the year or not? Um, Mike Vrabel had said for a couple of weeks, you know, because because Tannehill got hurt against the uh, against the Baltimore Ravens, then the Titans had their open date, and then uh, and then finally played Sunday when Levis made his debut. and And Mike Vrabel was adamant, you know, as soon as Ryan Tannehill's healthy enough, he's our quarterback, no questions asked. Well, Monday he was asked sort of the same question, and it, it was. Well, we'll make that determination when the time comes. So he, he's already, after one performance, sort of left the door open for them to ride with Levis the rest of this year. I think uh, I think a lot of it will depend on on you know kind of how the next game or two goes, where they where they are in the in the playoff chase. Because at three and four, you know they're they're not that far out up right now. They're they're one of three AFC teams that are three and four. They've beaten one of the other two, which is the Chargers. The the third one is the Houston Texans, who they're going to play twice. So they can you know you can see a path easily above those two teams. Then you've got a couple of four and three teams in the playoff picture right now, you know, among the top seven in the AFC. And one of those four and three teams is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who they played tonight. So uh, you know if 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 they win a couple of games here, it, it, I think it'll get it'll get really interesting because I think you certainly want Tannehill's experience and 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 what he has with what he has done for this team the last couple of years. You know, a couple of division championships, a trip to the AFC Championship game, all that sort of stuff. There's there's no doubt there's value in that, and and I think you at some point you'd have to go back to him, but I but I think if Levis is playing well and delivering victories. It at least gives the Titans the the luxury to say, you know what, Ryan, take one more week, and we'll look at you next week, and then say, you know what, Ryan, take one more week. Let's make sure you're really, really healthy before you get back out there. Because honestly, last year that's what happened. He rushed back from an ankle injury and then hurt himself again at the end of the year, and they didn't have him for two games when they needed to win one to get into the playoffs. So. Uh, it's uh, I, I, I think it, I think that's probably how it plays out is that they you know, they 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 just wait longer than you might think they would. But eventually they will go back to Tannehill this year. OK, David, I'm a little skeptical about Levis. I watched him a lot in college. <laughs> uh, there were you know, we saw a lot of you know, certainly arm strength. Nobody's ever questioned that. But there were a lot of throws that seemed to be closer to the band and the cheerleaders than the actual players on the field. Uh, so I'm skeptical. So try to change my mind on that. Yeah, I, you know, I hear you. And and, uh, and and there was a big there was a big difference between his last two years in college too, right? When when he lost a lot of talent around him, he couldn't yes. keep Kentucky as competitive. 
as they were in 2021. And, and I, I thought the same thing like that, that to me was a red flag. Like, you know, your quarterback has to be, you know, has to be the guy who can elevate the people around him, not, not the other yep, way around. Totally. But I, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll say this. He was, he was really good pre-snap on Sunday. You know, it seemed like when, you know, with the check with me stuff, when he, uh, when, when he, when he went to the secondary call, it, it, it was the right move there. You know, they weren't, they weren't up against the play clock all day with uh, you know, with getting in and out of the huddle and him trying to, to make his decisions and what to do. I, 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 he looked very much in control of the offense and, and what they were asking him to do. Um, so I, I think it was a good start this way. Now, you know, we'll see it, it, it helped him too, that the offensive line had probably its best game of the, of the season. And, uh, you know, this, this is a line that has been pretty close to terrible for most of the year. And, and I think tonight's game will be, will be really telling because we all know Pittsburgh is going to blitz. They're going to come from a bunch of different places. Jade, you know, Watt is going to move around and, uh, you know, he's, 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 He's going to be back there all day. If uh, I, I want to, I want to see if he looks like he he feels the pressure because he he was really really calm Sunday and and stood in there. You know, it, it, I mean that's one thing you you got to stand in there and, and wait and let the let the rush kind of start to converge on you to, before you can make some of those throws downfield. And uh, mm-hmm. and and he showed a lot of calm and a lot of poise there. But but in Pittsburgh in prime time. The challenges that that defense presents, and, and Pittsburgh coming off a loss, you know Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh hasn't lost back-to-back games since the the first half of last season. They, you know, they they seem to always respond well to losses. So I think uh, I, I think he's probably going to have his hands full tonight. Okay, so let's flip this to the defense. Uh, I got to ask about Jeffrey Simmons, one of the best players. I was uh, really one of the best players, period, offense or defense in the league. What makes him so good? He, he's just he's just one of those guys in a league of big strong men he's just stronger than almost everybody and and you'll see you'll see two or three plays a game where he's engaged with a with a guard or a tackle and then all of a sudden he just throws the guy to the ground and and goes after the ball carrier or the quarterback or whatever he's uh, and, and he's 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 got great footwork he's he's more agile than than a guy that size should be and and you know he he's one of those guys who and i think it has to do with the fact that he's just he's just naturally that big too you know we've all seen offensive linemen and and defensive linemen when they're playing careers and suddenly they lose 70 pounds and they look like you know they look like a different uh a different human being and and you know you you start to understand what it took for them to to be the size they were and, and to, to do the things they did in the NFL. Jeffrey Simmons is, is going to be, you know, at or about 300 pounds, I assume his entire adult life, because he's just, you know, he's just that way. And, uh, and, and he's a, and he's a guy who cares, you know, he had got gotten some trouble at, at right before he went to college. There were, there were, you know, some teams had red flags for character on him coming out of Mississippi state and, and reports were there were a few that wouldn't draft him at all. Um, so he, uh, I, he, he seems to, he, he seems to understand that, uh, you know, the opportunity he has to play this game and to make a lot of money and do those sorts of things and doesn't take it for granted. So he, uh, he, he just, he, he's just a guy who goes hard and, and creates a lot of problems for offensive lines. 
You mentioned uh, the Tennessee offensive line against the Pittsburgh defense. How about tonight? What will you be paying attention to most when the Tennessee defense goes against the Pittsburgh offense? Well, I, I think, uh, you know, the, the, the big thing is the, the secondary. and They, they have been uh, – they, they have given up too many plays. They, they've been particularly – bad on third and long it, it it seems like every game they're they're giving up two or three third and twelves or, or third and nines or whatever you know the, the situations where you're thinking okay this is just prelude to a punt all of a sudden the chains move and and they, they have to stay out there you know with uh, with kevin byard having been traded the safety rotation is is a little different now they've got uh, they've got elijah molden who they drafted as a slot cornerback and and that hasn't worked exactly the way they wanted he is he is now a safety they but that i mean that was the plan going into this season he spent all off season in training camp learning to play safety and suddenly he's a starting safety so you know he he played well he he played well on sunday and and i you know but again that's one game i i think so you you have to see how how he and Amani Hooker communicate back there, and and how they're used, and then cornerback uh, Christian Fulton, who is a who is a fourth year guy, has been a good productive player, um, has been terrible for most of the season in in what is a contract mm. year for him. Um, mm. He's been uh, he's been better the last two weeks, and and if he starts to play more or continues to play more like the player that, that he is and should be, then, then this defense looks pretty good. But, you know, that to me, that's the, that's kind of the key for this defense is third and long, because with Jeffrey Simmons and with Danico Autry and with Tier Tart up front, it's, it's tough to run against this team. And, and there are yeah. going to be a number of third and seven, third and eight, third and 10, third and 12, whatever, you know, there, those, there are going to be those, those, situations in this game and if the if the titans give up give up the yards and and give up the first downs in those situations it's it's going to be a long night if this you know this is a defense that's good enough to keep you in the game as long as they're getting off the field on third down so that's that's the whole key for me with this unit so who wins tonight i i I think i think pittsburgh wins just simply because you look at what the uh you look at what the Titans have done this season. They they have not won outside of uh, outside of Nissan Stadium. They lost in Week One at New Orleans, in Week Three at Cleveland. They lost in Week Five at at Indianapolis, and then technically their 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 game against the Ravens. They were the home team, but that game was played in London, and they lost that. So they're they're three and zero in Nissan Stadium. They're zero and five. Uh, elsewhere or, or excuse me on four elsewhere and uh you know gambler's logic is you don't bet on a streak to end so and, and you know i i i was in i was in pittsburgh i forget what year it was now maybe 2002 or whenever whenever heinz field opened that that first year the titans played the first primetime game in that stadium and uh and got run out of the building i remember jerome bettis just going wild it was a it was. Uh, I think they got shut out that night. It was, and and I, I've never forgotten that. You know, Pittsburgh at night is a uh, is a whole different thing. But you know, thir- the, the, I think the key is if the Titans can hit maybe one of those long passes early. Thursday night seems to be uh, if you can get the lead 
it's harder for teams to sort of pump it up and, and come back because guys are tired. It's the short week and whatnot. So I think that's the great equalizer for the Titans. If they can, if they can hit one of those big plays early, then it gets interesting. But otherwise, I think, uh, I think it's probably going to be the Steelers night. David, I really appreciate it. Thanks for making time for us. Oh, always a pleasure. You guys have a great day. You too. Thank you very much. David Beauclair, I believe, covers the Titans. Good stuff there. You know, the Thursday night, uh, Pittsburgh, I'm sure that that's – I've never gone to a game in this stadium, uh, but uh, at the old stadium, I've been there. They needed, to dunk, they needed to tear that place down like five minutes after they built it. But uh, anyway, uh, they play that Renegade song from Sticks, and uh, people go wild. All right.